0: Our passage today makes us think about the spiritual realm and that there is evil. There is an evil force which persists but will ultimately be seen to have been overcome through a victory that is already won. there is also within the narrative a more subtle story of believers with compassion and meeting the needs of those who are struggling in life. It's a little underlying thing there that we often miss. And I'll come back to that point later. But for the whole thing to happen, the way the story begins is a stepping out from our comfort zone. It's about engaging with people who are quite simply not the same as us. The kingdom only grows, the church only grows when we do things differently to how they have been and doing things in a way that's comfortable that suits us means we're probably not being God's people. Or considered another way, in the words of the mid-20th century Anglican William Temple, the church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not its members. That is, we don't exist for ourselves, being here on a Sunday is not a means to an end. But we come that the world might encounter the love of God. We come to be equipped, to be restored, to be renewed. The others might have that experience. But they only get to that experience when we step out of the door. As the reading begins, the Sea of Galilee has just been crossed, but not without incident. The passage comes just after the calming of the storm, and the disciples have been awestruck at the immense power over nature that can come from the command of their teacher and their friend, Jesus. And then he steps ashore into a Gentile area to where there is a community that might be deemed by the Israelites to be unclean. Now, the actual town is not right on the shoreline. It might be even as much as five miles away if it's where we think it is today. So we're in the countryside, and it's a sort of solitary space, the sort of place that Jesus might have gone to to spend time by himself in quiet prayer, or maybe to be alone with the disciples. But this is not like the hillside of Judea or Galilee. It's not a place of sheep farming. It's pigs that are in this community. And they, of course, are unclean animals. And the swineherds would be unclean people. But even worse than them, is the man that steps right up to them just as they get out the boat. As they disembark, a demon-possessed man, a naked demon-possessed man, a naked demon-possessed man that has broken out of prison, he is so wild, and living a wild life. A naked, demon-possessed man that has broken out of prison and sleeps among the dead in their tombs. You know, just how unclean can you get in this community where there's lots of pigs going about? To say it's out of the comfort zone is to put it very mildly, indeed. It's not simply a Gentile. It's not just a, a leper whose skin disease keeps him at a distance because of fear of contagion, but someone whose society has tried to restrain and now lives a completely abhorrent way. Driving him from his home and family and community. And that's what evil does. It takes possession of people and it ruins their life and it ruins the life of others too. The unclean or evil spirit is personified in this episode as a multi-dimensional character. Not one demon has taken control, but many. And that's emphasized by the name Legion. A Legion in the Roman army was five and a half thousand roughly, somewhere between five and six thousand soldiers in strength. And that sort of suggests how many were possessing this poor individual that come before Jesus. And there are spiritual demons. But evil can be seen to infiltrate life without there being a demon. Because humanity regularly chooses to do evil to go against God each decision that is against God's way small though we may consider that choice to be opens the door to a repeat of that sin and for the evil to grow it is rare that someone's first criminal act would be to rob a bank There's a history of theft, and there's a first time they stole something. It is rare that murder is an individual's first act of violence. There may well have been indicators that that violence was coming in such an extreme form. A year ago, a year past, the spring. The Sarah Everard case, the man who committed that abduction, rape and murder, was known by friends for his lewd behaviour. But it wasn't nipped in the bud. Five years ago, the Grenfell fire, was that the first time Councillors and contractors had taken profit-making and penny-pinching to the extent that it was unsafe. I imagine not. And while there was probably no deliberate cause of uh, no deliberate intention to harm, the scale of risk had been increased and increased. Hopefully the ongoing inquiry will discover the truth beyond the fire. Evil comes and it grows. These and other evil deeds including war crimes in conflict zones like Ukraine begin with thoughts of bitterness or hatred or racism, coveting, or greed, or lust that grow and need to be repented of. And in a small way, we might have such thoughts. We might have evil thoughts that are all about our comfort, our way, our desire seeking people to be the same as us, seeking things to be our way, why do I not have that thing coveting? And me, we may well need to repent. because it's wrong for us to be thinking of others' evil without also examining ourselves and considering what needs to be excised from our own lives. It makes us hypocrites to think others are wrong, but not us. What unhealthy desires do we have How do we fail to love others what is it that Jesus would have us be doing differently that allows the kingdom to flourish and grow evil is rotten and it grows but Jesus who had had the power over the wind and wave of the earth is likewise greater than the power of the demons or the tempter's hold. Legion knows that he has lost before this even begins. The first thing that happens is that the man whose true name is not known falls at Jesus' feet. He knows the lordship of the Christ. tries to plead for what the future may be. Not the abyss, but the pigs, he pleads. And Jesus grants permission. Quite what it is in this is, is hard to comprehend. Could it be that Jesus has such love that he even has compassion for a demon? We do not know. But what we do see is the one who was possessed is freed, the one that was broken is made complete the one that was unclean in the eyes of the community has been healed. By the time the swineherds return from telling the tale in the town, the tale of a miracle demonic expulsion, but also the sudden loss of their pigs and their bosses' profits into the lake, we see that the man who was wild is now calm. The one that was tormented is now of right mind. And also, that the one who had been naked is now clothed. The appearance of clothing is an oft-overlooked element to the story, isn't it? We we sort of get ourselves lost at that point of the demon going into the pigs. But where are those garments? Where have they come from? It can only be from among the disciples. Jesus has tackled the spiritual issue that has been destroying the person's life and disrupting society such that they tried to jail him But he and his friends also meet the physical need of something to wear to cover that nakedness. The people of God need to always remember that God's mission involves meeting both spiritual and physical need. And often those things are hand in hand. That when we are seeing physical need out there, there is a spiritual evil element that also needs addressing. Not necessarily in that individual, but in what is being done in society as a whole. Restored to new life. The man previously possessed wants to journey onwards with Jesus. But instead, he is to go to his community and speak of what God has done. Mission is not always far afield. And we've been thinking of that, haven't we, over the past few weeks. Mission is where we are, it begins with us. We are to engage in mission each day. Many of us have marked our front line of mission with a red dot through on the maps in the hall. What should you be saying of God when you go to that place? When you go to your home, your place of work, your school, your college, your place where you have leisure time? How can you practically show God's love there. And who needs that spiritual encounter, that healing that needs to take place? And who needs their physical needs to be met? The power of God in Jesus sees one unclean man in an unclean place restored. In this reading but of course through Jesus stepping into not just the shoreline of that Gentile area but stepping into the world this broken unclean world the way comes for all to come to him and be renewed and so as well as the individual healing of the man possessed by legion this encounter can be taken as a foretelling of Christ's great purpose the purging of the unclean evil of sin in the world leaving humanity as a restored new creation good as God intended It doesn't matter that there are thousand upon thousand upon thousands of us with evil in our heart. For Jesus' power can drive out every demon and cast them to a future where they know they cannot return. We can each then live for him, speaking of God's power into eternity forgiven and reclothed with righteousness. May we know that power of wholeness that Jesus brings. And may we, at the close of our service, as we return to our homes, or if we're already there on streaming, be ready to share. When that streaming stops to share our story of what god is doing in our lives that others too may come before our lord and be restored amen